Hi there, everybody. Welcome back to The Exchange by Evolution. I'm your host, Pritish, and today we've got an amazing topic for you based on hiring in marketing. I have an amazing guest with me, Charles T, the CEO and founder of T3E Global. And Mr. Charles, could you please go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Well, T3E Global, we're actually a travel, tourism, hospitality consultancy, but we also train people in the areas of customer service and also, of course, my forte is marketing. So I'm a marketing major. I've actually studied marketing for my master's degree, and I'm a very avid marketer. Yeah? And I teach marketing for several universities at the moment. And I'm also still practicing marketing because I go into companies and help them to look at marketing problems or even do audits on their marketing. So that's what I do. And we've been around for almost 15 years now. It's been quite some time, but prior to that, I was actually running companies that were international, global. Yeah, I ran the media hotel group out of you know, the Asian office in Singapore, but I had an office in Spain. And I was also part of Millennium and Popcorn, a hotel group of several hotels in Singapore. So I had two vice president roles, and I was senior vice president in a owning company for Malaysian leisure products. Yeah? So this is my area, very little. Okay, brilliant. So as we can see, obviously Charles here has you know a bunch of extensive knowledge in the topic, as well as you know the industry as a whole. Now, the whole purpose of this podcast for today, like we mentioned, it is based on hiring and marketing. We're going to be going through the different things that you should know, getting into the industry, getting into the field, things that probably you haven't heard of before, as well as any do's and don'ts. So, you know, just to start off especially now going into a more post-COVID sort of world, what would you say is the impact that marketing has now, especially with digitalization? How important is it for firms and why should they incorporate this or make it an integral part of the, you know, their company? Okay, I think it's a very good thing to think about marketing at this time because marketing means different things to different people at this stage. Different companies are at different stages of their business recovery. Some of them are having more business than they need, right? So, you know, the hotels, for example, are reporting that they, they just can't handle the volume. And last week was 1 million or 1 million, like ridiculous, ridiculous demands, right? right? So there are people with high demands and those people are still trying to get back to business. But back to business is not back to business as it was before COVID, right? So everybody knows that. So what's the new business? So for me, what I think that companies should do after this stage is to reevaluate where they were and firstly go back to see if those customers they serve would still be the customers they want to serve. Because right. you know, there could be a post-COVID customer who just came out of the woodwork. You know, you didn't know they were there, they came out, right? And if they are the people you're serving, is your marketing reaching them the way it should? Do you have to reposition? Do you have to reorganize your communication? And that's really something that many marketers say, same old, same old. Done it before, do it again. No. Okay? If you do that, you're doomed to fail. The customer journey has changed. A lot of things have gone digital. We're all right. running to an online economy. And people who are perhaps patient in the past, no longer patient. They want it, they want it now. Yeah. Instant gratification. Because COVID showed them that if you wait too long, maybe it may not happen. Yeah? So people like that traveling coming back with what they call revenge travel. Yeah, they're spending five-star uh, dollars, which in the past they would save for the two, three trips. Now we just blow it. Yeah? And that's, that's, we're seeing that happen. Right. Very encouraging. 
Okay, so I guess obviously, you know, this, this whole post-COVID environment now, a lot of change has taken place in market, like you said, or at least it needs to take place more so now than ever, right? But what we've also noticed with this, and um, you know, before we get into the actual stages of hiring, one thing that has actually taken place, which a lot of people would probably need to know now, is this whole merge with sales, right? In marketing. Marketing is no longer as core as it was before, and sales being its own department. It sort of seems to have merged more so now. What would be your thoughts on how it works now? Okay, my thoughts are that marketing has always in the past separated itself. They're elitist. They always think they're higher than the salespeople. And I've been a salesman before, right? I spent my most of my career in the early days as a salesperson. But the salesperson today is a smarter, more dynamic, more targeted salesperson. So the job of marketing is to help sales to be able to close the deals. And if marketing is not doing that and sales is getting deals on their own, then we don't need marketing. I'm sorry to say that, but you know, bye-bye marketing because you're not doing your job. Your job is to communicate the product and the service so that when the salesperson comes in, half the battle is won. They only have to go and refine. And sales is not about pushing people to buy. It's gone. Those days are over, right? The fast-talking salesman, the you know, sleazy salesman who comes and pushes products to you, that's gone. The salesman of today is actually your friend. He's there to help you to buy. So as I see it, the salesman is actually your best confidant because they make you a proposition that helps you. And that should be it. And that's actually marketing's job to first prime the ground so that people have that message and the salesperson come in deep and refine it. Right, okay, I see. And then now, obviously, we, we get into the point where how you just mentioned the different types of people that are out within sales, perhaps people that are there within marketing, and essentially what their skill sets should be and how they should be complementing each other. Right? Okay, yeah. So on that note, the only thing that marketing has to remember is that the sales team is their customer as well, right? right. So they are there to serve them. Right? and not to do their own fun things, fun and games, and fill their ego. That used to be the case in the past, right? when they're very big budgets and you know big egos and all that. So sales today is saying, okay, where's the, where's the, the product that you know you need that is going to the market? How are you going to get there? So they have to be more accountable. So what I'm saying is that the salespeople are now holding marketing to be more accountable. They can be friends, for sure. And the way is for marketing to understand the sales. They have to go through the customer journey proposition to know when it comes to consideration and final purchase, what the pain points are, right? So that they can help to say, okay, what's where are you having problems with? Okay, what, what is not coming through? Right. Where is marketing failing? And if that's the case, we know we can work on it, we'll be the best. Right. And so now obviously we get into the whole act, like actual topic of you know the hiring aspects within marketing. Because now obviously with all the changes, there's going to be a whole new need for different skills there's a lot of trends to cover obviously we also know that marketing has changed where it's no longer that typical stereotype of just needing to be creative right but going just one step be like before that if anything engaging with prospects within the marketing industry or those wanting to get to the marketing industry what is it that the prospect should be looking out for on the company side okay so a prospective marketing person should be looking for a company that has this ability to look broader yeah, don't go into a company that just says, okay, we're only here to do this part of it. You should expect that a company should give you the full picture. You can't work with just one snapshot. Many companies today say, we're just hiring retention just for this, keep to this. No, because if that's all you do, you can't see the full picture. 
So what you need to do as a prospective buyer is to ask questions, do a lot of research, and see yourself if you can be critical of the company that you're going to join in the terms of where you could see potential lapses, gaps, weaknesses. Right. That would make you a much more relevant person to be hired. Because we're not hiring Martin to come in to do the things that we say you should do. You should come in with your ideas as well, and perhaps even challenges. Right. And that's what I think I would be looking for if at all that would be something that would be. And would you be someone to look at the qualification that they've come out of from university, or are you going to be looking more at some someone who's more experienced with what yeah. they've done? I, I think it's a balance of the two. They have to perhaps have some good credentials. Yeah. So academic uh, results itself do not actually fuel the whole thing, right? It just says that they are sound with their knowledge and their frameworks and concepts. But at the end of the day, they have to be savvy. They right. have to be going out to see things and then realize how it links. So it's about a real world. One of our company's uh, mantras is real world, real world solutions. So we're not talking up in the uh, Harvard side MBA class case studies. We're actually going down dirty. And in the past, it's always been success story, success story. No, I would like my guys to go and look at failures. You see what my failures are. And how these people come back? Because when they come back, they come back stronger, they come back more clearer and more determined. And we're looking for resilience. We're not looking for people who don't fail. Okay? People must fail. I failed in some of my marketing in the past, right? Having lofty ideas. So that is actually the idea actually works, just ahead of its time, right? So I've been accused of being too early. But yeah. at the end of the day, that, that's what it is, right? It's all about testing your yeah. environment, testing right. your your knowledge or your abilities within the environment you're in at that time. Um, and I, I guess marketing is very much so about adaptability to all yeah, of that. Very much, so. very much so. So now obviously when we go into the fact that experience is definitely needed, qualifications would be a very nice thing to also have. You know, as you said, a good balance. But also marketing seems to have, I would say to some extent, it's sort of switched a little bit where now you need more soft skills as opposed to just your hard skills, only because there's a lot more change management that goes into marketing. Yeah. I think what is happening is that people are no longer buying quality. They're buying the experience. And if you know what experiences are, it always touches the heart, what you call like a money, right? Your emotions, all your feelings, your sentiments, and also your past. You know, how did you get to where you are? So right. if you understand that as a marketer, what we're talking about, and this word has been bended around customer journey, it is still very valid. It's where the customer comes. How they journey. Every one of us journeys differently because of our different backgrounds. So right. marketing today needs to touch the heart. And to be able to touch the heart, there are different types of touch points, right? And experiences are very hard to steal away. So once I created for you, Rikesh, a wonderful experience as we've had with other, you know, meeting each other and all that. You want to come back to me. Hey, Mr. Charles, you know, what's happening here? You know, because you feel comfortable. Right. And that's what marketing has to do. To make it comfortable for the customer to come back and the salesperson then closes the deal and then connects. It's all it's all about building the relationship. Building the relationship, creating the experience, giving exactly. people memories. At the end of the day, memories are hard to put a price to. How right. do you price a memory? You know, having a new child, having a new car, having a new relationship, new job. Those memories stay with you. Yeah. Right. And that's what we need to do. And in your own words and your own experience from what you've seen here. What would you state, again, a very, I think in this case, a very generic question, what would you state would be, you know, the top three soft skills that would probably be looked out for specific to someone in the market? Okay, the first thing is always empathy. 
right? Like I say, you have to walk the journey, walk in someone's shoes, okay? So you must have empathy, and following empathy is sincerity. You can walk in someone's shoes, but you're not sincere, right? So if you know that you want to walk in someone's shoes, be as close to that person as you can, right? Be as close to that person's journey as you can. So empathy, sincerity, and of course, that pops out with honesty. So if you fail, you can say, sorry, mate, I'm sorry, I just missed that. And then people will accept and they'll move on. Okay, and when obviously with, with this whole being the main segment of the soft skills segment, where essentially that goes into the culture setting of the company as well, yes. right? Yes. It's not necessarily just about selling the product or service, but also how you fit well within the team. Yeah. So, what would you say is what companies look out for when it comes to a culture setting for marketing or even? Okay, generally? I believe the best company mm-hmm. culture that a marketing organization or a company that focuses a lot marketing and selling should have is to have people who are willing to be incorporating their diverse background. Right? So we have to accept people with different personalities, different personas, because they enrich the environment. Of course, it can make the environment very volatile. But at the end of the day, a good leader manages all this to try and find and extract the best they can. Right. So what I'm saying is the culture should be one where people should be allowed to engage and have robust discussions meaning that someone can scream and be shouted at each other. Then the work is over, the downstairs having a beer and a cup, right? Because that would be then yeah. that acceptance of the fact that we're just fine because we want the best for the client. We want the right. best for the outcome for the client. And so if they have that culture and they encourage that culture and feed that culture, they will get good people coming to work. Yeah, yeah. I, I fully agree with that in terms of my own experience so far. You know, I'm, I'm still a junior in the industry. As someone who's gone into marketing, I know where my passion lies and I know what it is that I need to do. But my main experience has lied in B2C marketing, right? This is my first real B2B experience here. And I can already say within three months with you know with evolution here, I'm learning a lot already in terms of how it works to build a relationship, not only obviously with the prospective clients that you will have, but also with your own peers and your own colleagues who are doing sales. How can you best help them? You know, I think that's that's something that, whilst it obviously is a task on its own, what helps is the support I get within that culture setting. Everyone is very open to having those discussions, like you had said. Whether it ends up being a debate or an argument or anything, it's all healthy at the end of the day. And I can't say anything bad about the fact that Fridays we end up like, like going out down to the pub just downstairs and yeah. have a good time. Yeah. You know, that's that's what it should be at the end of the day. You should be looking forward to going in to do what you love and just always looking forward to it without a moment of doubt. Yeah. And all that, you know, Mr. if I could just indulge myself, there are different companies with different cultures, right? I've done a lot of startups, you know that. Right? Yeah. I started a company called What If in the Asian Pacific area, I started Zuji. And these companies, I mean, when you have a startup culture, I'm very encouraged by the fact that because you're very resource you know, uh, type, you do a lot of things, right? And right. so people who are being hired for marketing should not reject companies that are in startups. Because in startup, you learn a lot of things. Some of it is not marketing, it's operations, yeah. whatever. You know, so what I'm saying is that don't just go to the MNCs and all that. MNCs sometimes have a very processed So KPIs are KPIs. You have to deliver, and the moment you go in, you fit into a box, right? And you're saying, no, the companies like Meta and all that, they're more for, no, they are process, okay? So I'm just saying that I'm putting a pitch out for the startups. I love SMEs, I love the SME culture of defining yourself, right? right? So we've seen the people like Grab and all that coming out of that, becoming unicorns. Razor is a unicorn. 
right? So what's the nature of these people, right? Yeah, even one championship that we started from the idea of wanting to play sports today is a unicorn as well, right? So they make the big bucks, not because of it, because of the way that they are prepared to Right, and, and I mean, I have to ask as well, being someone who is a marketer for, yes, we are a recruitment company as Evolution, but we specialize within the tech industry. Marketing within the tech industry, how do you perceive that to be different from other industries? Okay, marketing within the tech, because it's largely B2B, right? And you said, right? So how does a business help you with the business? Firstly, understand your, your B, your other customer who is a business, how they operate. If you don't understand the business, how can you do how can you market it? Right? At the end of the day, their customer is your customer because their success is dependent on them feed, getting the customer to feed them that feeds you. Right? So if you don't get that right, eh, out. Okay? Right. So technology, I'm a big digital fan in sense of that digital must make sense. And I've seen incidences where the digitalization of a company is screwed up because they don't understand that it's trendy. Everybody wants to do it. Let's digitize. And then they leave the customer to this right. customer is still not ready. Yeah, so you have to get into that. So people who can read data. So who am I looking for today? Right? So if you're asking, am I going to hire you? Yes. Right? Because you can read data. You understand analytics. You know the value of right, the, the data that's coming in that you can assess. But the data itself is just what it is in data. The technology itself that means that you can achieve is just the technology. Right. At the end of the day, somebody who makes all of this work has to have the sensibility to still have what they call human technology, right? You still have to be human to know how to think, right? How to react. And people are not rational. They will respond to you and you can touch them in ways, as I said, that are meaningful to them, right? right? Not to you. It's not what you want to do, it's what they want to do, right? So businesses are the same. A business was, I've been very uh, loyal to many of my uh, vendors in the past, and some of them over the years will be because they see me not as a customer that pays the bills, but as a person who they know has every interest to also help them. So I don't only work with my vendors, I also act as a mentor. Right. Okay. And then, obviously, if we go back to you know the, the prospect side here, in terms of um, essentially how they should position themselves to get to this point, like how you just mentioned, in terms of their understanding and ability to read data, use data, see how they can get to those targets. What is it specifically that they should be working on here? Okay, what you should have, as I always feel, is preference, is to have what we call a T-based sort of like a structure. Right? So you have to have broad skill in different areas. You have to have a bit of creativity, play around, experiment, run a few So you must have the ability to be social, because that part, as a good marketer, regardless whether you're introvert or not, you must understand the social Right. People are social animals, right? So if you actually have a social component on your own, whether you're an artist, you're a brother, you're a sports person, bring that into your job. Look at it as a competition, as a game. So you bring that in with the heart, the other skill, and of course you know how to talk to people, communicate well, keep on improving the way you communicate. Talk across different levels of people at different pace, right? So being able to be sensitive to all those things, and then the hard skills, understanding data, trying to find also means to then interpret the data for your client, who is then going to be using what you know to do the work. Right? 
And one of my best mantras, which is a quote from Leonardo da Vinci, is that simplicity is the ultimate satisfaction. And I said this to my students yesterday in the class, where I teach at the university. And I say, sometimes we make things so complex. Right? At the end of the day, people don't need all these gadgets. They only need something that gets the job done and get it done in a perhaps now fun way. So if I can make it fun for you, Fair enough. And I think what goes in mind with this as well is probably the most important thing that a lot of people want to know, the do's and don'ts, right? What okay. are the do's and don'ts when you're in that industry, when you've landed your job? One of the do's and don'ts, and I learned this very quickly, is that remain humble. That's the do, right? Because you can never stop learning. Every day is a learning experience. And learning is not only in the office. It's learning in the everyday scene, the bus driver, seeing the coffee shop uncle, you know, and you learn because some of them have lots to teach you and they are better teachers than any of your PhDs or your, your professors in university. So what I'm saying is that because if you're a marketer, every time you see, of course, you don't want your brain overworking, but you always see different things people are doing that allows you that. So that's one. Okay. So the other do is that do remain focused, right? Because sometimes we get too ambitious and I know it sounds like a contradiction, Earlier I said broad skills and all that. No, the broad skills are there to bring you into a focus. So teaching means that you're broad and then you go deep. The moment you go deep, own a space. So if you're the guru of marketing data analytics, be the one. Be the subject matter expert. Be the one people come to. Be the creative expert. Be the one who interprets the data. And then you have value. Because the moment you can go deep, people feel that, hey, I have to come to you. So you own a space that right. you are comfortable with. The third do is that do learn that in the other departments, they all have their priorities and there will always be differences. But at the end of the day, there are also similarities. Find the similarities, and this is the best way you can work. Find what works for others so that they can work well with you. So don't, for example, right, be dishonest. Yeah, I already said that earlier. When you fake it to try to pass on that your customer or your business partner is stupid, right? No, they all know. And in some ways or other, it will be fine, right? So never cheat or lie on that, that promise that you make. Yeah, we always, uh, as we say, the best advice you can give to salespeople and marketers, always in the promise. Yeah. yeah, so that one is, uh, so don't forget that. The thing that we don't do is don't bite the hand that feeds you, okay? Because even though sometimes some companies may be yeah, and I know this because I'm also very tough as a recruiter, as a teacher, as a consultant. But then they they are there to guide you and to beat you up if you like for your good, right? It's what your parents tell you, right? So right. I mean, in a way, uh, you know, sometimes you don't appreciate them, but in a later time, you realize they were there because they wanted the best of them. Yep, and and I fully agree with that, especially this one point, which I guess to some degree resonates more so because I've been going through it is the fact that I have to obviously watch over the priorities of others. You know, in the sense where they have it, they have their own priorities, I have to respect that. I can't just come barge in, be intrusive towards them. Um, there's a lot more organizational and structural um, discipline that's needed, especially for a marketer, contrary to what the stereotype might say. The fact that, you know, a lot of stereotypes would be, oh, you're creative, you can do whatever you want, when you want. You know, it's all very relaxing, it's very chill. But actually, on the other hand, it's the complete opposite. Physical. You know, 
processes have to be put in place. Yes. Operational values and management has to be put in yes. place. Otherwise, you will never get your time across and be really efficient. So monthly metrics, you know, a lot of people say, oh, marketers, you guys have good life, you know, you live a good life, fly here, fly there, spend the money. No, at the end of the day, we have to be accountable. That's why I said earlier about accountability. Sales holds marketing accountable. Marketing is accountable to the board. The right. board is not giving you a million dollars, $15 million for that. I used to have three, five million dollar budgets. Every cent that I spend, I have to be careful because I have to make sure it comes back, you know, so every to the company. So a dollar spend has to be 150, 170, 120, whatever. Yeah, so it's never frivolous. There'll be times where we'll do fundraising. Marketing has to do this because part of marketing is also injecting fun in the experience. I said about this way. So there'll be silly things we do, but it is also energizing the team. Right. Right? Because marketing people also are ignorant. They get tired, they get bored, they get frustrated. So once in a while you have to inject them with some nonsense if I may. And I've done that. I've taken my teams out to botanical gardens for a picnic and then open beers and wines and then we gave this that's all we did. And out of that, then I took a lunch break. Okay, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Then after that, boom, whole board is full of phenomenal thoughts and ideas. Right. Yeah, so that's how we have to do it. It's, it's a way to inject the creativity. Yeah, keep creating, things like keep things like yeah. and as a boss never always if, okay. So now we're talking about people joining. Well, what do you look for in a boss? Okay, I think that's a good idea. So if you're looking for a boss, look for a boss who's challenging you, but also who won't let you get away with too easy. Because sometimes bosses are too accommodating. They're not good bosses. They are too uh, accepting of uh, standards that perhaps should not be there. So, you know, find a boss who has drive, who has ambition, who's realistic, and then pushes you. And that's the kind yeah. of people you want, you know, in your organization, ultimately, when you yeah, I, think, I think that's a very fair statement as well. Um, considering how, for example, I've had a few experiences now, I've definitely seen the environments within the company, within direct supervisors or leaders within certain businesses. And I guess this does go to say for some startups especially, they do end up starting out more as a passion or a hobby sometimes to some people. And some of these leaders might be a little bit more relaxed with the way and the manner in which the company transforms or it moves on ahead. Those that are like that, they will be very good learning experiences in terms of your people management as well as just learning basic concepts and foundations. But like you said, you know, having someone to really give you that drive, push you where you need to go, and have that target and aim, it can't. It, 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 I can't stress how important it really is because at the end of the day, that's where your real growth is going to come. Yes, in. That's where you can really manage yourself and see what have I learned comparing. From where you started. Yeah. 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 And um, I think even especially at a junior level, you'll find that the that the exposure to growth is ridiculously phenomenal. Yes. Uh, mainly because it's just always a changing environment yeah. in marketing. Yeah. And I think along with the fact that it's a changing environment, one question I want to ask you about the industry as a whole now is, obviously we're looking at hiring in marketing. Marketing has become extremely saturated now. Uh, I think it's very fair to say that there's a lot of candidates out there who are struggling to get roles. What do you perceive to be the case going forward? Do you think it's going to be easier to get a job and get hired? Or do you think it's going to get even tougher? Okay, as, as, uh, you know, if you look at the job ads, the pure marketing jobs out there, then nobody hires a marketing manager. Right? Although sometimes the 
titles are all you know misnomers because they say you're marketing manager and you're not doing sales, right? And you know, so it's not really accurate. But what's happening is that marketing people and anybody who wants to get into this area has to have a commercial mindset. So I like the, the title chief commercial officer, head of commerce, you know, because it's all about commerce and that gives you a broader perspective. So when you are doing commerce, the term commerce is about trading and engaging with demand and supply, you have a bigger picture. So I think that part of it, right, whether it's going to be easier or, or not, is about what you bring to a table. Some people call this business development. You're a BD manager. This is again, it's a misnomer. People do different things with this. But if you're a pure business owner who is actually in charge of marketing, helping sales, then I think the roles there are very much more coming up. Okay? The ones who are just business managers or marketing managers who are doing administration of marketing, forget it. Okay? That one, leave it to the juniors because you can always get people to do it and the robots will do it. Matter of time. Right? So you don't have them to pay them big bucks. The big bucks come. Okay, so now the quick question is where do the big bucks come in marketing? Where does, where's the money made? The money made in trying to take your companies to the next level with the processes of what I said and the ability to build teams. So when you become a marketing director, as I think, well, you have to think broader. You are not there to just build yourself up. It's not self directed It's about building the teams that even if you leave the company or you take on a higher role, the team's function. And that's the biggest satisfaction you can get. Now, and so that's where then when people pay you and ask for a million dollar salary or whatever, it's not a problem because the value is definitely there because you have some traction that you can show. Okay. And you know, I was telling Ritesh that many of these companies sometimes they hire too small. You know, companies should be more prepared to hire people for bigger roles. Yes, we start them small, we can't from general manager, right. but we should hire people who have the potential to take over your job, right? Otherwise, don't bother because if you're just going to be there for the next few years, it's not going to help. Right, no, that, and that's very fair to say, especially with the whole building up the traction within the company. So at the end of the day, especially as a growth marketer, my role is to grow the company, very simple, in, in the simplest sense, right? But at the same time, like how I said earlier on, you will notice your own personal growth only once that's actually that's happened, right. right? You will always look back trying to find ways of, oh, how have I grown? What's my personal input? What's my personal benefit? You'll never see it until it actually happens at a company level. Yeah. And that's, I think, the best way to actually judge your sense of growth. Yeah. I think when we talk about, you know, they use this term in HR they call hypo, right? Hypertension, right? So if you actually want to get into a hypo unit or a recognition, the best thing to get in a hypo is really bringing in the results that you are tasked to do it in a manner that is honest and credible. You are in a respectable way. Some people become hypo because they achieve targets that are beyond others, but not in a proper way. So, and they're not sustainable. They're hypo for a while, then people realize they're the biggest, you know, whatever weaknesses they have, you know, and then they get done. So you want to remain there, and that's how you do it. Yep. And I fully agree with that, especially with what I have to go through now. I can fully, fully understand that. Great. Anyways, for everyone who's still been with us, watching, learning, and just enjoy it, whether you're at home, on the go, or at work, thank you very much. This is all the time that we have today. Yep. Thank you very much, My Charles. pleasure. It's been a pleasure. And I hope that whatever insights and whatever we share can be helpful to you. Reach out to Ritesh anytime. Yeah, he's a conduit 
yeah. to me for, for wisdom. I don't look like an old wise saint with a long beard. I got some brains up there. Okay, so <laughs> thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for coming in. I'd love to have you on the podcast again another thank time. You. Sure. Again, yes. once again, thank you to everybody. Be sure to share this out if you really were keen and really enjoyed it. And we'll see you all next time. Goodbye. Bye.